Welcome to the Creative Plan Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews of items, and convention panels, and other exciting things that we run into from time to time. Sit back and enjoy the show. Ravensdale Publishing presents Villains and Henchmen. Hello, Ravensdale Publishing fans, new and old. Ben and Sarah here, and we're excited to welcome you to the Villains and Henchmen Kickstarter campaign. Have you ever wanted to be a villain? Do you dream of harnessing the power of a storm? Or flexing super-powered muscles? Or bending reality to your whim? These powers and more are within your grasp in Villains and Henchmen. In this cooperative game for one to four players, you must break a fellow villain out of maximum security prison. Along the way, you'll defeat meddling heroes, overcome troublesome obstacles, and plow through unsuspecting guards. Of course, the good guys aren't just going to sit around while you waltz in and grab your villainous buddy. Over a dozen different event cards spur heroic responses and maintain the pulse-pounding action. No matter which prison you're attacking, or which heroes are in your way, scheming to have the right powers for the job is a must. You may have to shapeshift into a stronger form, phase through a steel door, or protect the team with a well-timed force field. There is no single path to success. Adaptability and teamwork are critical to victory. But remember, you are playing bad guys. If the prison is defeated, one of you will claim bragging rights as a true villain, relegating the others to mere henchmen. For only $40, you can swipe a copy of this game, plus all three stretch goals unlocked during the campaign. We also have some cool expansions and paid add-ons, as well as art and other collectibles that you can only get through this Kickstarter campaign. We can't wait to get villains and henchmen into your hands and hear all about your dastardly schemes. Whether you've been following us for years or only just found us, thank you so much for your support. Hey guys, Jim here from Creative Flame Podcast Network. Hey! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Welcome back to Hashtag RPG a Day 2018. It is the fifth year this August. We're again asking tabletop role players everywhere to tweet, blog, YouTube, Instagram, Tumblr, Facebook... Hashtag RPG a day answers to celebrate our cool, memorable, and amazing things about our hobby. We are on August the 4th. This... Saturday. Yes, Saturday. Woohoo! Yeah. Which, which means there's going to be a Star Wars one-shot happening for another pair of new players that wanted to learn the game because it's become viral that everyone wants to learn Edge of Empire. I'm nice. sorry, I have to go on record as saying Star Wars is one of the easiest ones to learn to play RPG because everyone knows the basic the background background and their starter kits are fantastic in my opinion the way they set up their um pre-gens yeah um and show the uh graduation between levels mm -hmm. right on. and for the new gms and new players they, they do a great progressive job and no, this this episode is not brought to you by Fantasy Flight <laughs> Games, who make Edge of Empire, Age of Rebellion, and Force and Destiny. Yet, I do own every product they've made for that game. They should sponsor you. <laughs> really? 
Because you're the one that does all the... <laughs> new <laughs> player wants to learn, Jim. The game store is like, can you do another game? <laughs> because narrative dice are awesome. It's not yeah. just success and failure. It's success and failure, threat and advantage, triumph and despair. Dun, dun, dun. So we are at August the 4th. What is the most memorable NPC that you've dealt with? It just says most memorable NPC, but we're going to say that you've you've interacted with. So it could either be as a GM or as a player, you know. I think I know what Kelly's going to say, but that's just because I, I've got some jerk NPCs in her history. Yes. Um, so I'm Kelly, and um, I am the wife of Jim. And What? No, no, I am. And uh, (laughs) when I first started dating my husband, so I I wooed him via RPGs. Solid. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, you paper game. Oh, I haven't played a game in a very long time. I would really like to do this. For the record, this was when Scion Hero came out as the first book. And I, I was extremely excited about this book, and I expressed to my entire team at work how amazing this oh book is. God. Only one person was receptive to even listen, but the rest were so nice. No, you're actually on. thinking of the wrong character. Oh no, I'm knowing which it's the it's the D and D character yes. you're thinking about. Okay, so but yes, that's who I know you're thinking about. But yeah. I'm just, just giving context to the gaming at work thing. Um. Okay. Yeah. So, um, one. Uh, Ranger was always my favorite class. By the way, this was in the era of 3.5. Yes. Oh, gosh. Okay. And uh, so I had created my Ranger, half-elf. Rogue, wasn't she? Rogue. No. No, no, no. She was Ranger. This NPC inspired her to take a level of Rogue. Um, (laughs) And um, I, uh, my my Ranger, uh, Kelwin, right? Kelwin. Yeah, yeah. Kelwin. With With uh, the... uh, about Company of Valor. Yeah, the Company of Valor. Um, she met a bard. Uh-huh. A yeah, very roguish bard. A very roguish bard. A very vigilante ish bard. His name was Memdawin. Based on my EverQuest bard. Okay. Of the same name. And this rogue was, I mean, he was a very, very, very charming rogue. Because, of course, this cute guy was also playing him you know who i was you know interested in and he was but he was that really charming jerk rapscallion yeah he was he epitomized a rapscallion his notes in the character sheet were npc rapscallion yes and so when my character and his character met he literally went out of his way to you know well Making my life difficult, but in a very charming way. It didn't hurt that she rolled a bunch of ones. Every time she tried to hit him, she rolled a one. Exactly. But the funny thing was that every time I would do it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to hit him. You know, it's like, and goes, and Jim would laugh and go, you kids are going to roll a one. And then I would roll a one. Oh. It was very frustrating. And at one point, the, the character was being obnoxious in his charming, roguish, rakish way he was just punched by duncan's fighter mm-hmm. so of course because he, he insulted me yes. oh, oh duncan i loved duncan right there oh, like duncan. oh my god that's awesome he can't defended my honor and uh without even being asked it was great you know duncan just, is without a, without flinching he just punches him in the face but amazing. then shortly after we were we're trying to get into this uh um dungeon so to speak 
And I find a secret door, or he finds a secret door, because, of course, you know, we needed a rope. The group botched the search yeah. five times, oh, so I had to throw him no. a freaking bone. Yeah. God. So, and now this secret door, you know, and it's a staircase leading down, you know. And, of course, the rogue. Secret pirate code. Yes. Okay, the bard starts in on me again in his charming, roguish, rakish way. You know, but you, you know my husband. I do. And um, so my character, I, I'm like, I am going to hit him. And Jim's like, Haha, you're going to roll a one. And sure enough, I rolled a one. So then, because I rolled a one, on a my character staircase. proceeded to fall down oh. the stairs uh, till I hit the bottom. And of to course, the secret smuggler pirate cope. <laughs> yeah. Basically alerting everyone that oh hey look interlopers <laughs> don't mind me but then I did it again because he's making fun of me for he's his character Bit and himself laughing purely, I was his, in character. he was purely he was purely in character uh-huh air quotes um uh there's a lot of a lot of similarities between Mem Darwin and my husband I just have to say uh-huh. Um, so he's laughing his ass off because I like went head ass over, you know. Tea kettle. <laughs> so I try to hit him again. And he's like, he goes, I bet you roll a one again. This is why I get yelled at when I throw the, those And that's why out. he's never allowed to touch my dice. Uh-huh. <laughs> and sure enough, I rolled another one. Yeah. And I almost fell into a pit trap at that point. But that's why... This character is just so memorable to me because it was one of it is the first NPC that I truly remember as like a strong image in my head. Because even when I played as a kid, there was never that NPC that was just really it was all characters that were um, uh, the, the different players that had their moments and were the intriguing ones. This is the first time I'd been with a GM who made an NPC just, like, Sometimes come you, to life. You've got to have those good NPCs. And now, oh my god, I've run into so many, but Mem Dalwin was the first. And you married him. Yeah, mm. I did. What the hell was I thinking? <laughs> well, girl, you seem to have had fun, though. Yeah, well, th- yeah, I'd do it again, so, yeah. Yeah, I watched that, you'll roll a one. <laughs> no, a one-zero, because ten-year anniversary! <laughs> So, I've been thinking about... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me back up. This is Jocelyn. Hey. Hey, Jocelyn. Um, uh, I, you, uh, uh, whoa, I can't speak English. <laughs> I've had a lot of rum. Um, I play Madame Askew at a lot of conventions around the United States and Canada. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Madame Askew and on my Patreon as well. At Madame Askew. And I'm a costumer, a performer, and an avid RPG gamer. I've been playing with you guys for, what, five years now? Forever. Yeah. So once I commit to an RPG group, it really has to dissolve before I leave them. (laughs) And even then, you can come back when, you know, every now and then. I know. I'm always trying to get, you know, Conrad Con to happen again. I know. I'm trying to get McCabe, uh, McNeil Con to happen, too. Or that would be fine. Although, I mean, I think McNeil Con is really Conrad Con. You know. 
Just make me a Conrad con. Anyway. There you go. So, <laughs> McRad. Um, McRad. It's McRad con. Oh, that's actually I like good. That. Boom. So, I've been thinking about this question, and I've certainly met some fascinating NPCs over my years of gaming, but I'm sort of like, whose name do I actually remember? If I don't remember their name, how memorable was that NPC? And I guess we're talking about tabletop, so I can't say Iron Bull. But he's pretty fucking memorable. <laughs> With the horns. Um, so, I... I'm going to go back to Unhallowed Metropolis. Apparently, that's my theme for this year's <laughs> um, RPG A Day questions. But when I was running my Unhallowed Metropolis game a few years ago, um, I did take some inspiration from Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, I love that movie! Right, and I was just using some of that inspiration as like a one-off to color a small scene as like an Easter egg for fun for my players. And I thought they'd laugh at it and they'd think it was, you know, a cool moment and they'd all be like, oh, big trouble in Little China, that's fun. They latched onto it. <laughs> and like it was a really massive plot point. And they would not let it go. And it was because of this NPC. They, they were just like, no, this is it. This is the plot. This is the pivotal moment. This is the big bad guy. And I'm like, no, <laughs> Kids of mistaken not. identity. Nope. He was just like a pawnbroker, but... He's a bit of fluff. <laughs> um, he had to become the major big bad at that point because my players were absolutely fixated on him. And so I based this NPC off of Lu Fang. The bad guy from Big Trouble in Little China. That's Lo Pan. Lo Pan, sorry. Two girls with green eyes. Right. <laughs> Lu Fang in the game. Yeah. Lo Pan in the movie. <laughs> and um, so people were like, oh no, it's Lo Pan. And they would never call him by his in-game name. <laughs> It became the, a running gag. They just called him Lopan for the rest of the game. And they were like, how are we going to get Lopan? <laughs> We've got to take down Lopan. I was like, really? You're supposed to take down Queen Victoria? But okay. <laughs> it's okay. All right. We've changed to take down Lopan. That's cool. Uh, but he was a great character to play because he's such a cool character in the movie. And um, so Victor I, Wong was amazing. Right. He's just brilliant. As David Lopan. So I... I accidentally created a situation where I got to play Lopan for weeks of this game as the big bad guy of the game. And it was really fun. I may have accidentally maimed one of my players because I was not expecting the challenge to be so hard. But Lopan just sort of like possessed me. And things got complicated. So that was great fun. <laughs> <laughs> Although I have to point out, like, you know how you wanted to just throw in this little Easter egg yes. for this yes. fantastic movie? Never do that. The original Scion, the original hero book. If everybody, anyone noticed, there's this one picture. And the truck sign says, The Pork Chop Express. Express. Yes! And I'm like, oh my god, yes! Yes. So, so I have to ask if uh, he was a scion, who would his parents be? A low pan? Def- no, no, no. Uh, oh, 
Oh, Jack Burton? Yeah, Jack, Jack Burton. Burton. Oh, my oh well, see, you know what? I kind of see him as a bit of an acer. Yeah. Um, just because brunt, of the... Yeah he's, his, yeah, he's... Straight towards the no, you know, uh, definitely not Loki. No. Or, you know, I see him more as a Thor or Odin. Or maybe no, not Tyr. Tyr, Thor, maybe Balder, mm-hmm. but not Odin. Mm-hmm. Odin is too tricksy. Yeah, Odin, yeah, Odin is trickster. the second trickster in in the pantheon yeah. after or, Loki. No, I say oh. Odin is the first trickster because <laughs> he brought in Loki. Loki is like trying to outdo Odin. Okay, it could also be Vidar because he's the only one who survives Ragnarok. Vidar is, mm-hmm. is the god of vengeance. That would work. Yeah, but he, he's. I just like, want my truck. <laughs> but you know, I feel like he's got a very Thor, you know, mm-hmm. kind of energy. I was also looking at him as, like, maybe one of the Greek pantheon, um, you know, scions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, very much a, an Apollo, kind of. Mm-hmm. Not Apollo. Wait. Which pantheon? Is Apollo Roman or Greek? Apollo, well, it's Apo- the same thing. It's, okay, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, um, not Hermes, but one of, like, um, Hephaestus. But he's not like really. Uh, yeah, no, he's not very you know good with with tools. But he's like more straightforward. He, he is like he's a very he he he's like almost like a cross between Hermes and Ares. Oh mm. yes, you know because okay. he's not afraid to go to war. Yeah, cops got better things to do than get killed. That's right. <laughs> but it's like you know, and he's got those boots. Mm-hmm. Those boots are fabulous. Yeah, those boots are probably a gift from his. You know godly parents. Mm-hmm. See, I would say Uller. Because all those games of chance. Oh, yeah. He's good at the games of he's chance. He's good at the games of That's chance. True. And he happens to keep finding a certain reporter every... T- even though he doesn't know Chinatown, he keeps finding her. And he is searching for... His, hunting for his truck. Yeah. And the girl. And, and he finds gunner. everything. Everything he's looking mm-hmm. for, he finds and But I, I definitely get an Acer vibe from yeah, him. Yeah, I think he's more of an Acer than anything You know, else. definitely because, I mean, the, the expression. Low and yeah, and the he's just no. like... He's not obviously the other characters are celestial bureaucracy. Yeah, <laughs> but just clearly, 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 even the reporter. <laughs> yeah, maybe especially the reporter. So, so I'm gonna go for most memorable NPC. It's one that will make Kelly's skin crawl. Uh-oh. Oh, Lucius. Yeah, Lucius. Just because he's a great <gasps> character, basically a scion of Loki, Uh-oh. who's working for Cert. Because of course, in Scion, I call him Uxius. Because his her half brother kissed him, kissed her. He 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 totally put the moves on me, and the fact that he knew I was his half sister. That's why it's Uki. But okay. you didn't steal the ring he was there for. You didn't but know he was there the for. Is, I didn't know at the time. Totally, I had no clue. Totally a he Loki knew. family circle thing. You know? A lot of incest in the old myths. Yeah. Yes, I mean Loki even took one for the team on oh. all four legs. Yeah, so many times. Oh, Loki. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I would say Luke, Lucius because the, the the Scion group so would immediately assume anyone there against them was working for Lucius or Lucius in disguise. Until the one time on that cruise when Lucius saved all your asses when you got people killed. And he actually took. I the ain't place. got nobody killed. You're talking. He about took that. the place of the captain of this this uh-huh. Norwegian Viking cru- river cruise. They got the captain killed. 
So he shapeshifted into the captain because if the captain was dead, the boat would be stopped and it wouldn't end up in Budapest where he needed the group to go too Mm. because he still did jobs for Loki even though he was now forced to work for Cert because Cert had him tattooed and had a fire giant following him around Mm. making sure he behaved. Were you going to Buda or Pesht? Uh, <laughs> um, we'll be visiting both, but the hotel was on the Pest side, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. It's that yeah. grand Victorian hotel that's still there. It's you, we used a real world place. It was, nice. We yeah. actually we used a real world Viking cruise too. Yeah, the itinerary, the whole thing. That's we cool. just sculpted the interactions based stuff. Like, so we go to these ruins and we run into. Right different mythological creatures and stuff. Sandy broke up with her two boyfriends. So oh, that was them, just gross. One of them stole a relic from one of the churches that's actually on the itinerary to visit and hid it in her room. So they had this whole, you know, Inspector Gusteau moment where the thing is found and... Clouseau. Yeah. And I had to try and basically, I used my psychopomp to, to, to basically hide the chalice, hide the chalice oh so God. that she wouldn't get caught. And of course, Lucius catches me. So now he's got some dirt, one, on her. dirt on me, you know, that could totally stop the thing. And all of this is taking place on Carrie's honeymoon, you know, which, which we were just tickets crashed. from Loki at the wedding. Uh-huh. Never but nobody knew. Loki. Well, well, no, no. It, they, they weren't marked. Oh. She had no idea. Just random wedding gifts because, you know, Carrie rolled with, you know, Thorson's wedding. See, he yeah. was going to be my next one because Carrie freaked out so badly when I. Shot the imposter. <laughs> well, that was on the... Yeah, the 15 minutes of her screaming. I edited it well, down, down <laughs> for a very quiet 15 seconds. To be fair, she That's did... So well, she had this rule. It was like, it was like she okay, had the fine. Rule. I didn't as have the long rule. as, under no condition, consi- uh, does anything happen to my husband or my kids? And so, she, to her mind, he broke the rule. And she's like, no, because, of course, she... You know, yeah. and the yeah. girls don't say they're lawful. I mean, I'm just gonna throw out. It's that... called transference. You <laughs> fucked with her. I I do have to throw out that I never expect my GM to hold any character sacred. Although I do prefer if they don't go around murdering children or yeah. kicking puppies, because that kind of ruins the points. Because you're at that point, your players will be so burned out they will not befriend anyone. They will shoot every tavern owner. They will yeah. shoot any pawn so no... order because they won't respect them as characters because they know they're being used. Yeah. Yeah. So. You, you, and you got to use it at the right moment. Yeah. Yeah, but between Lucius, this NPC, and Loki, another NPC, even though it was her father, mm. she's broken now. Because Lucius, yeah. I play Lucius as a, he's forced to do bad things because mm. he's a bad cop from New York. Um, so a, think about a sign of Loki who's a bad cop from New York. And his name's Lucius. Yeah. He's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, Sirt's literally got his hand in his pocket, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I, I just thought him up as an interesting, fun character. But it has progressed so much more from his original intention. Yeah. But, and completely unintentionally, it has com- uh, utterly changed the direction of my character. Yeah. yeah. Um, between Lucius, Loki, and the dwarf. The dwarf you know, it's, you know. She's broken. She's broken. She'll get fixed eventually. Or she's got a great female empowerment story that she doesn't need a man to be fulfilled. She didn't need a man before, before to be fulfilled. But it was the act of betrayal. But 
because of all of this, basically she's interpreting that Ragnarok is her fault because every task that she was set upon in, in an effort to stop Ragnarok has failed. And basically she's, she herself is blaming is, is, you know, she's blaming herself. Exactly. But because, and she is pissed the fuck off because to her mind, the betrayal of her father, as she sees it, whereas he doesn't see it that way. Oh, the betrayal of the dwarf and the betrayal of a sibling. I mean, she and she already had trust issues beforehand. She is. And that's why yeah. he's a great NPC. Yeah. I recommend I mean, therapy. Yeah, no, no. This character, when I originally she just wrote needs her, to talk to Odin because Odin's just going to say, "Preach, girl, preach." Everything well, I do brings it closer. This character originally did not drink. She did not because it dulls the senses, and she always got because you know she's a thief. You know, and Kelly she's wanted her to be different than her last line. Uh-huh. Who drank all the time, which is you know. So Liberty. I wanted her to be yeah. exact opposite, sort of. Now this character drinks because she is. You know, she's in a bad place right now. She definitely needs you know? silent therapy. Oh, yeah. And then now she just met her half-sister, Hell, and that Uh-oh. kind of messed her up a little, too. That'll fuck with you, too. You mm-hmm. just need to find uh, a scion of Thoth, who's a psychologist. <laughs> I, I suggest a weekly how session. I'm to my way into this game. Ooh. <laughs> we do need to revise Ragnarok and Roll. Yes, we do. Yeah. So uh, we have digressed, but NPC was a great question, but I'm going to throw a bonus question out there. Woohoo! I love bonus questions. So Extra credit! Yay! Yep, so I'm going to use one of the alternate questions they give you in case you don't have a good answer for the regular oh. ones. They have alts, which is great. Alts are awesome. So I have lots of alts on World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go with... What is your favorite character hook? That's a hard question, so I throw that one out there. What's your favorite character hook, Jim? My favorite character hook would have to be whichever one you guys bite on. I I have one. Oh, go for it. Give me the gob. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm a pretty princess. Tilda, when she got the asked the the elf mage, tell me how you say yes, master, in goblin. And the fact that she believed him when he said "gibbity gob" when it really meant "I'm a pretty princess," so now it's this running hook with her. Yeah, I just get a kick out of it. Oh my god! Yeah, that is a. I love that. It's one. a hoot. It's a great running in joke mm-hmm. too. That's mine. See, I I would have to go with the character hook as the idea of the mysterious parenting parentage. Mm. Of you don't know who your parent is as your hook, so that way it makes a story of the I'm going out to find my parentage along those lines. Interesting yeah. enough, I have never used that. Mm-hmm. But think about it, it's like the Skywalker hook. Mm-hmm. That is the Skywalker hook of yeah. I don't know my father, but this wise old wizard who's taking me on an adventure knows my father. Yeah. And with one word and one toy, he's hooked for life to listen to the old man. Yeah, and I'm well, not a big for the fan old man's of Luke. Life. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe that's why I've never used it. <laughs> I mean, it's a really good classic. What about for Ray? It's the same it's character hook Ray used. That's mm-hmm. what got her in the adventure was because she's like, "Who am I? What's my what's my mm-hmm. story?" Rather than is. realizing she's been living her story, mm-hmm. right? 
who knew she's that powerful of a Jedi? She can look at Kylo Ren, who's been trained by Master Skywalker himself, and say, get out of my head. You know, oh, Jedi's Kylo, have their specialty. Kylo definitely needed a tutor. He was clearly not listening to his uncle Luke very closely. Well, he's listening to the scary old man with stories of his grandfather. Yeah. The same hook. Uh-huh. The same hook. Got turned around. It's your dark grandfather. Ooh. Yeah, but Literally. each Jedi's have their own specialties. Mm-hmm. No Jedi is the same. She just had better, you know... He has the amazing ability to freeze a blaster bolt mid-air yeah, for like five minutes without even thinking about it. Not do that. That's true. So, I think the character hook I come back on the most is like um, a personal tragedy that uh, drives the person. Like a, a great loss, um, watching a friend die, watching family members die not necessarily leading to a desire for vengeance mm-hmm. but, but the never again but like one of my favorite characters i ever played and she's such a favorite character i wrote 80 pages of background on her <laughs> that's awesome that's fanfic at that point i mean it was a little bit like that that's a novella <laughs> there were a lot of jokes in that gaming group about like the length of my backstory for her She's really well developed. It was in chapters. She'd been alive for several centuries. There was a lot to cover. Anyway, um, she had been sold into slavery as a young person. And an alchemist had replaced her her heart with a stone that, like, kept her alive forever. But it forced her to murder on a daily basis. And so it had been against her will. She can get blood from a stone. (laughs) Uh, but um so she's very like not entirely evil but a little bit amoral and she was really driven by this tragedy that had been a thing out of her control that she was constantly like in a state of a reaction so that's like a hook i pull on a lot not all the characters is a similar type of background but i've yet to play her i would love to play this character again she was a pretty righteous character. You know, and I love the characters that you can just write, like, my my original Scion character. Val. I have a ton of stories for her. Yeah. Now, they're anywhere from two to four pages, so some of them are even longer. Um, uh, you know, we kind of dust those off and put them on the side or I know, something. I have to. Just for giggles. One of them, I totally can get you those. Because that was before we recorded games. Yeah. yeah. Back in the old days. Back in the old Back days before we didn't record every game we played. Right. And she literally took on a life of her own. Yeah, well, this character definitely, over 80 pages, I was like, you think I've written a treatment for a book? Mm-hmm. So. At least one hell of an outline for two or three. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> She's a great character, though. Yeah, and I always like to give, like, when Jim has to do character backgrounds and stuff, and for Cyan especially and stuff, it, it helps. Um, but I like to put in people and connections that yeah. he can use. Oh, yeah. And Jim's um, love that. I always like to pepper my backgrounds with a lot of NPCs that can be used both as boons and as... You know, problems for the character. As hooks. So basically, hey, you get a phone call from so-and-so. Your old buddy who always gets in trouble. Yeah. Which then, by the way, GM's out there, goes back to the don't burn your NPCs because your players will then be afraid to have those NPCs as loose threads. Yeah, Yeah, well, or you want your NPCs, if you're going to destroy one, it should be for high stakes. Mm -hmm. 
you really know, valuable. They're in trouble and they want to meet you at a diner and you show up and they get gunned down in the parking lot. That's a good way to burn one because yeah. now you have the vengeance. The story hook has been dropped. The gauntlet mm-hmm. is tossed and you now know yeah. they need to get into action. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, well, like Val, my first character, um, her... Her ex. Her ex. I mean, her, you know... Uh, King is her maiden is is her married name, not her maiden name. She kept it. Val King. But her, I the way I wrote it is like, oh, her ex Odie King, you know, leader like of this, the Ravens, you know, leader, you know, biker gang, biker gang, you know. Um, I literally, I mean, I'm like, <laughs> she packaged subtly it hinted that she, he might too be a scion. Um, and but yeah. then be after, then that was just in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually then wound up writing a set a, another story just because it occurred to me where she because she takes this job with turns out she doesn't know it but the guy that she's working for is actually Titan working for the Titans it's but he sends her out to find scions you know <laughs> and one of them is in her home like wait a minute that's in my home turf you know turns out. And she's reading this news article about this guy who gets struck by lightning and survives. And she's, wait a minute. And sure enough, it's her ex. So she goes to talk to him. And he's now been tapped. But he's been, he's being courted by Titan Spawn and he doesn't know it. And then there's like this big chick fight, you know. And, uh, um, cause, you know, she's horrible. <laughs> she's Titan Spawn. She's actually the sign of the goddess of filth from the, uh, um, Aztec Pantheon. Aztec Pantheon, you know? So, um, uh, but, and then they have like this whole row and stuff. And, you know, and he still hasn't been tapped. But, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, I know your half sister, <laughs> you know? But I left it open for him to, so if he ever wanted to, mm-hmm. to call up this guy as a possibility. And there's this antagonism between her and him. Between Val and, exactly. and her ex. And he can take it either way. He can take it Titan's fault, or he can take it as Odin. Right. You mm-hmm. know, it's nice to give your GM lots of gifts. Open. Those are beautiful gifts. We got to mm. reward you for your kindness. Yeah, you G- can, we're, we don't have to let you do all the work. GMs appreciate pot roasts, bottles <laughs> of alcohol, and really cool backstory characters that they can use for good and for bad. Um, well, I have definitely provided some of those things. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's a good and a place. shepherd's pie to die oh, for. Yes. Oh, my God. Maybe I should start giving my recipes to <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> or, or at least you should do a live live stream of if you making the shepherd's pie. Oh my gosh, it takes too long. <laughs> I know really there would be many breaks, and um, also like it's really hot, so it only happens in November, December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. When we're not in the eighties and nineties and hundreds and hundreds and tens. So that's that's a pretty good place to wrap it up there. Woohoo! And we will see you tomorrow. And uh, let's let me let me pull up tomorrow's list. So the next one is, oh, see, that's kind of weird because these double up. The, what is your most, what is your favorite reoccurring NPC? Well, we already. I know, we kind of covered that. We'll we'll still one of the alt questions for that one then. Yeah, sounds good. Because, you know, those two questions back to back pretty much. Very similar. Because most of my favorite ones are always going to be a reoccurring one. Yeah. Henceforth the favorite. Yeah, absolutely. Unless you want me to say, Splog! Oh, I'm uh, turd. I'm turd. The oh, 
Toot. Well, no, he's not. And Toot is not. I know. But my Toot is not eeny, meeny, meeny. Eeny, meeny, miny, and. There are little fairies that you're afraid from the box of the Rangard Ring. Hi, this is Kelly, aka Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok Story, and Tilda Wimblewick from DD Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening. A good recurring one would be Moria. Oh, he was a great. Yes. The funnest, mm-hmm. coolest imperial. He yeah. is pretty righteous. As reoccurring NPCs go. But was... we'll talk about that tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Cheers. Remember, Bye. share hashtag RPG a day 2018. Yeah.